Are you a female gym baddie committed to leveling up in all areas through health and fitness? Hi, hello. I'm your host, Anika, and this is the Fit Chit Chat Podcast. I'm an online coach, personal trainer, and serious peanut butter addict. I love helping women to break through plateaus so you can feel strong, define your curves, and create authentic fucking confidence. Together, we'll delve into all the topics that matter to you. Learn how to maximize your progress in the gym, make nutrition a no-brainer, and nail results you can finally keep. You are guaranteed to leave feeling educated, entertained, and empowered to become your baddest damn self. Hi, hello, and welcome to a little bit of a different kind of episode for the Fit Chit Chat podcast. This is actually a free training. It's a free training I did recently, and I put it out for everyone on Instagram, and I thought, you know what? There was so much valuable information inside of this that why not convert it to a podcast episode? Now, when I say I've converted it to a podcast episode, what I've done is just ripped the audio from the training, but the full training video and the DIY data tracker resource that goes along with it is linked in the show notes. So I highly, highly, highly encourage you to go in there and download the full version and follow along so that you can see it all for yourself. So I'm going to backtrack a little bit and explain what the DIY data tracker is and how it came about. So I reached out and spoke to a bunch of you through Instagram. I put a bunch of things on my stories and polls and question boxes around data because we see tracking data everywhere, okay? And there was this pretty constant theme of being a little bit confused and overwhelmed about what tracking data is and what you should be tracking and what to do with the information and all of that sort of stuff, okay? We often see people talking about tracking data and some of you felt really confused because you know, should you be tracking body weight or centimeters or, you know, menstrual cycle was a massive one that was spoken about last year. We also know tracking your training is really important. So your training volume, looking at your your weights, your sets, your reps, etc. And we know that tracking data is important because what gets uh, tracked gets managed. You know, if we have patterns in data and things like that, we can obviously make adjustments in accordance to our goals and overcoming things like plateaus and stuff like that. So there is absolutely a necessity to tracking data. But what does that really mean? And what do I know what's important to me and all that sort of stuff? So the main themes were, I guess, being confused about tracking data or you knew that it was important, but you didn't know what to track or where to start or You were tracking something pretty consistently, you know, bits and pieces, but you didn't know what to do with the information or when to make changes based on the information and all of that. So the DIY data tracker was born. Now, this free data tracker is actually based on the exact coaching document I use with my one-to-one online clients. I have one-to-one online clients. It is Operation Ignite. That is my online coaching program. And like I said, this is part of the coaching doc that we use. So inside of this video, you're going to see that you're going to be able to download a free copy for yourself. Go ahead, download it, manipulate it to what's important to you, because I'm actually going to go through in this video and talk about the importance of tracking data, what I track with my clients, choosing data that's relevant to you and the outcomes that you're chasing, um, what to do with this information, what some of this information can actually mean when we're seeing different trends. I go into all of that in this video. So loads of value. I'm sure you guys are going to get so much from it. And when you are going through this, 
absolutely. I'd love to hear from you what you took away from it, what you got clarity around, what you learned from it, how you're using it for yourself. Shoot me a message on DM. I'd love to hear about it at underscore Coach Danika, it's C-O-A-C-H, Coach, and Danika is D-A-N-I-K-A. Send me a message, tell me how it is, and if online coaching sounds like something that you're curious about, also send me a message with the words Operation Ignite, and we can absolutely have a chat about how this could look for you. So without further ado, here is the DIY Data Tracker free training. Enjoy, and I'll talk to you all soon. Hello, hello, ladies, and welcome to the DIY Data Tracker. Now, if you're here, you've obviously seen me promo some of this on my Instagram story, and we're going to jump into all things data tracking. Now, you might have seen people talk about tracking data, and you're a little bit confused about what that actually means, or you might by this stage know that it's important, but you're not really sure where to start or what to track or how to track it. Or you might be someone that is actually consistently tracking bits and pieces of data, but you're not sure how to use that information to make changes or when to make changes or what patterns you're looking for and what they mean. So we're going to jump into that with the DIY data tracker. Now, this is actually the data tracker, one of the pages from the coaching doc that I use with my own one-to-one online clients. So you're going to get a little bit of a sneak preview of that. I'm going to show you how to choose bits and pieces of data for you to track that is relevant to you and your preferences and the goals that you're working towards, also your personality type. Um, And in that process, figuring out what to do with that information, okay? Trying to identify when to make changes and what things you're looking for. And obviously in all of this, you're going to see the importance of tracking your data, okay? A lot of the times it can take away a lot of the second guessing and the worrying and the overthinking that comes along with your health and nutrition and fitness journey, okay? So let's jump straight into it. This first tab that I've gotten given you here, so we've actually got two tabs here, but the first tab is data. Data, 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 data. We all love data, data, okay? I always think of like Marsha, Marsha, Marsha from from the Brady Bunch when I say that, but Let's get into it. All things data. So depending on your nutrition approach depends on how you may track your nutrition. Okay. You can see along the left here, we have macro targets one, macro targets two, and then your weekly MyFitnessPal macro averages. Now, if you just have one set of macros that you are working towards um, throughout the whole week, so every seven days is the same, you're going to pop them in the top here and we can close off the second lot. Okay. If you are carb cycling or you've got high low, high days and low days, this is a little bit more of an advanced strategy and generally done under the guidance of a coach. But if you are doing that, you may have that second lot open. What we want to do each week is obviously have our targets, but underneath track what our weekly average is so that we can compare how close we actually are to our nutrition targets. So quite often I'll get clients come to me and say, I'm not sure whether I need to change my food. Is this deficit enough? Am I eating enough? Am I eating too little? When they first come to me, there's all this confusion around their macros and whether they're right for them, okay? Being able to have a specific target entered in your sheet and reflecting on how close you're actually coming to those targets each week is an amazing way to make decisions on whether your nutrition is currently working, okay? 
I can give you the example that say you're in a calorie deficit at the moment and you're looking to lose some fat. We're going in a bit of a fat loss phase and the scales aren't budging and your centimeters don't, um, don't seem to be moving. And you're kind of getting into this headspace of what am I doing? Do I need to drop my calories? I don't know if I'm in a deficit enough, etc. But then you start tracking your averages for the week and you have a look and notice that you're going well over. Okay. So you've got a target and then you're totally missing the ballpark. That's going to be a big red flag for, hey, let's just hold your horses. Let's um, kind of reassess why we might not be hitting those targets. Is it to do with the amounts that we've given us? Are they way too low and we can't adhere to them? Are we just not planning our week in advance? So there's a few pieces of reflection that we can do in order to decide whether we want to change our macros. The other thing is do not jump ship too soon. Do not jump ship too soon. Just because your centimeters and your weight haven't budged for one week does not mean that we need to throw the baby out of the bathwater and slash our calories and change our macros and try something new. Hold off, hold off. A big piece of advice I can give you is give it two, three, even four weeks and just stay consistent. Don't change anything and see what happens. Okay. So this food here, Obviously, it's based around macros, but I do have this other part down here called the hand plan. So some of my clients might have all these macro parts closed off, but have the hand plan open because they're actually working with portion control. So the hand plan, if you're not familiar with it, is a way to manage your nutrition and your calorie intake using your palm of your hand, your fist, your cupped hand as serving sizes. Oh, thumb as well. Thumb is fats. So this way we can see here I've got serves based around the hand plan. As targets here. Same thing again, it's a way for us to manage our intake and have a plan. And in my full coaching doc, there's actually obviously quite a few other tabs that we work in. And one of them is our nutrition reflection. And if somebody's doing the hand plan, this is an amazing part for them to be like, look, this is working. This is what I feel like I'm doing really well, etc. And we can have a little bit of that subjective feedback as well. Objective is facts, is numbers, is literal. Subjective is more like the feeling and the motion and a little bit more contextual, okay? So both objective and subjective data can be really important too, especially when you're working with someone and we need a little bit more open lines of communication. Coming into this next part. So this is probably one that you are actually doing at the moment, but we might be overthinking these. We might be stressing about these and getting a little bit emotionally attached to these. We are talking about body weight and body measurements. Now, this is probably one of my favorite parts of data because it can show us some interesting things. I recently did an Instagram reel, if you go back and jump on my page and have a look at it, about the way that body weight is only one piece of information. Okay, let's not get hung up on what the body weight says. In this Instagram reel I had, uh, there is a photo of a client who's obviously had a physical result. You can see from her photos that her jeans are so much closer to closing up. Her measurements are also, I think, 21 centimeters difference. Her waist alone was seven centimeters different. Yet when we have a look at her scale weight across, I think it was six weeks, it's literally 200 grams difference. 200 grams, that's it. Like that's not very much body weight different. And if we were only tracking body weight as the only data metric that we were controlling or, uh, or jotting down every week and reflecting upon, we're missing a massive element. So inside of your physique changes when we're looking at body weight, centimeter, and photos, all three to me is an absolute fucking trifecta. Like this is gold standard. If a client is willing and able to do that, then amazing. That's what I love to see. Individually, 
They aren't as powerful as a collective, as three together. So you can see with the way that I track the body weight and measurements for clients, we actually look at, again, weekly averages. We know things can change day to day quite quickly, quite av- like quite commonly as well. So what we want to look at is your average for the week and then compare your weeks against each other. If we get hung up on the changes and the fluctuations day to day for our scale weight, we can really overcomplicate in our own mind the process. Okay, we're going to start to get a little bit hung up on the numbers. We're going to think things are working. We're going to get a little bit too zoomed in to the minor details. We need to take a little bit of a step back. And even in comparing week to week, another really great piece of data is actually comparing the weeks of your cycle. So say the first week of your cycle, whatever your average for that week was, and then the next month when you come to week one again, compare the weeks. Because we know even within our menstrual cycle, this can fluctuate. So there's going to be parts of your cycle where your weight is a little bit heavier. So I know a lot of women um, mentioned that their symptom of their period is actually a, a weight spike or the few days leading up to it, your weight's increased up to, you know, a kilo, a kilo and a half. This is fluid retention. This is a little bit of bloating, all those sorts of things that are due as your cycle is due. Um, that's, that's obviously an amazing thing too. So comparing the months between them, the weeks in your cycle in the months. Um, and then, Again, measurements are done weekly. So we're taking not every single day. Let's just go week to week with this as well. A little bit more of a macro lens. Another piece of data that I track with clients is steps. Actually, I just want to mention one more thing about the, the body weight and the measurements. When I said before, willing and able to track that, clients that are willing and able to track that, if for you the scale is a massive trigger at the moment, we can leave this part out. Again, we're going to customize this tracker to suit you. I think there is value in tracking your body weight and your measurement, even if you're a little bit iffy about it at first, because again, we can see uh, the data and the trends and actually remove our worth and our association with scale weight. But if you're someone that you know, has quite a negative relationship, maybe you've worked with psychologists in the past in terms of body dysmorphia, then maybe stepping away from the scales for a little bit is something that is probably in your best interest. So coming back to steps. Steps are something that I will just track as is for clients when they first start with me. I don't give them a step target. I just want to see where the data is falling, okay? Sometimes it's better to do a bit of a modest approach when clients start rather than implementing so many new things and it feels like a lot, we just do nutrition and training and everything else, just keep BAU and we'll make adjustments when we need. Another reason that steps can be really interesting is sometimes when we're in a deficit and our energy is low, we will notice that our steps will decrease. We don't want to do as much when we're in a deficit. We feel a bit sluggish. We obviously don't have as much food or energy in our system. So you can start to see that that tapers off. Now, This is something that we can pick up on in a deficit. If for some reason we feel like we're plateauing in this deficit, maybe we've actually just decreased our output. And we know the deficit is made up between the difference of energy balance and our output. So you can see if our, if this is maintenance and we've dropped our calories, here is a difference, right? But then if we also drop our steps because we're exhausted, we're now back down to almost an even playing field and maintenance. And I'm not surprised we've got a little bit of a plateau in terms of a deficit. So what we are going to do with by tracking steps is actually have a look at that trend. And that might be one thing that we pick up on. The other thing is, again, I'm going to use the fat loss phase 
we might be wanting to increase our steps in this to create a bigger gap between the the input, uh, sorry, intake and output, right? So intake of food, um, output of energy. We might want to make this gap a little bit bigger to maximize that deficit. You know, not all of us want to decrease our food all the time. Sometimes we're a little bit happier to do a bit of cardio or do some more steps in order to make that deficit a little bit bigger. So that's when we can start to have a target and actually jot down and be accountable for hitting that target. And again, if we notice that for some reason we're not hitting that target, you know, is there a reason that might be happening? Is that something we need to make sure we're adhering to? Again, this is another piece of data that we can look at uh, your output with. Now, this last bit is a nice, big, chunky piece of valuable information, super valuable information. First week, oh, sorry, first line is your menstrual cycle week. I get my ladies to track this so that we can actually be aware of the patterns in our body and in our data, in our mood, in our energy, in our sleep, in our hunger, in our motivation to train, all these things. We can start to notice patterns based on the week of our cycle that we're on. Okay. So I think it's really important to notice that. Again, like I said before, our weight may change based on a certain week. So again, we can compare, you know, what week of your cycle were you in? And then how was your weight at that time? Did it spike through the week, etc. Okay. Second one, fluid. We obviously want to be accountable and making sure that we are uh, keeping enough fluid in our system for the multitude of reasons that we already know that it's beneficial. Okay. Average hours of sleep is another one that is important. The way that this can show up is maybe you've had shit sleep that week. It's, you know, only four to five hours or something like that. And that's very different to the way that you have been previously. And our scale weight doesn't drop. We're in this fat loss phase. And for some reason now it's starting to budge. Yet our sleep is lower and our energy is feeling like dog shit. Then I'm not surprised that your body is holding on a little bit. You know, there is stress accumulation from the lack of sleep. We know recovery plays a massive fucking part when it comes to a calorie deficit and a fat loss phase. So, having a look at this sleep, that could be impacting something. Instead of being in your own head, wondering why things aren't working or things aren't moving for you, having a reflection on your sleep here can be a big part of it. Uh, I'm going to jump down to the one where I said energy then, because I have just touched on that. Again, this is something that we can have a look at when we're in a deficit and in a fat loss phase. Maybe we need to look at the fact that your energy is quite low. Do we need to go into a refeed week? Is that something that we need to have a deload week in our training or a, a few refeed meals in there to kind of reassess where we're at, let the body have a bit of a decompress that week, psychologically get you to have a break away from dieting. Energy can play a massive part in that. Maybe we are undershooting food a lot and we actually need to change that. Like there's lots of things that can play into energy and sleep as well. They can be directly linked. Maybe your energy is quite low because you've had a lack of sleep that week as well. So kind of makes sense, right? Going back to the average resting heart rate, if you're someone that has a quite a health conscious goal. Um, maybe you're looking at improving your uh, your cardio. So your resting heart rate is obviously going to decrease as you become more cardio fit. Maybe we've implemented cardio into your programming for that reason. Then having a look at your average resting heart rate can be a really great thing as well. When we're looking at surplus phases, obviously an increase in calories, an increase of weight on our body, both muscle and body fat, our heart rate can start to creep up. So that's something we just want to keep an eye on, that we're not getting really sluggish and really heavy throughout our surplus. Obviously, this is something that we can absolutely minimize and it's something that I would prioritize in our coaching, but it's still something that is worth considering having a look at that, okay? 
Uh, digestion is a big one here, and I've got listed gas, bloating, and bowel movements. Okay, this is a really interesting one as well. We can see some associations between food and digestion, and these might raise some red flags for us. So if you've got a lot of gas and bloating one week, it's like, okay, what foods did you implement that may have been wreaking a little bit of havoc with your digestion? Okay. We could also then correspond this with the amount of fiber. So if you noticed at the top, when we were looking at the nutrition, we have a fiber element there. So are we going well over the top and our bowels and our digestion is just going a little bit crazy because we've got so much vegetables in there or something like that. Again, we can have a look at this and see what it's pulling for us. And that might give us the answers to some other things as well. So on a scale of one to 10, we're rating how's our digestion been? Are we also regular to the bathroom? Bowel movements are not a taboo topic. Like we should be talking about this openly. Everybody poops, all right? So bowel movements. These can also show us another thing to do with stress and, like I said before, uh, nutrition and fiber as well. So are we regular? We obviously want our body to be going through this natural detox process and removing all of this extra waste. And also if we're lacking in bowel movements or like they're not as consistent or the quality of them is not as great, we can see that as well kind of spike our weight. Um, I'm sure we've all been through a phase where maybe we weren't so regular and our weight was holding. And then we finally could get back to the bathroom routine that we were normally at and we kind of just drop a little bit there. So again, something to consider. Hunger is the next one, massive, massive element, obviously looking at different phases. So even through deficit maintenance and surplus phases, hunger can give us some really great insight. This is a little bit subjective because obviously what I might deem as starving hungry for you is kind of manageable. So we're a little bit more into the subjective realm here um, with hunger, but playing the deficit card again, just going to keep going back to that. Playing the deficit card, it's like if your hunger is 10 out of 10 and you're starting to feel like you're losing the fucking plot over it, then maybe again, we might need to do some refeeds or reassess the duration of this um, deficit phase. Again, in a deficit, like we could be looking at, you know, you're super hungry, but you haven't got very many volume foods in there. You're consuming all your calories quite quickly. And at the end of the day, you're like, I feel like I've eaten nothing. So maybe do we need to swap some of your food choices out to make sure that you are feeling fuller and more satiated as much as we can uh, throughout this deficit phase? On the flip side, let's talk some surplus things. Obviously, you're going to feel full. A surplus means an excessive amount of calories. We're in a surplus of calories, and you're going to feel more on that full end. Maybe if we are too long in that, I'm absolutely busting at the seams. Again, we could be looking at the types of food you're having, or we can be looking at um, having a bit of a break. Again, you do need psychological breaks from being in a surplus. It can be quite taxing as well. So, you know, that's something that we might consider if there is a consistent trend and you're starting to get really uncomfortable more than manageable. Obviously, in all of these phases, there's going to be a little bit of hard that comes with any sort of phase. But if you're super uncomfortable and fucking miserable for the majority of the time, then we need to have a look at what's going on. Uh, Stress and energy are the last two. Again, If you're super stressed, this may not be a great time to diet. Maybe we need to reconsider when we're doing this. It can also be something that shows up, um, again, like I said about holding. I did mention stress already. Yeah, we can be holding some body weight um, in in a deficit because of heightened stress. And energy as well is a really good one to look at in terms of dieting. So food, 
minimal energy when we are on lesser calories. It's just a fact of the matter, but we obviously don't want to be feeling too shit for too long and see what we can do to mitigate that. Okay. So this has been 20 minutes already of me just breaking down the first half of the data of coaching and how in-depth we can go with coaching. Um, the next piece I've given you as well, and this is a little bit of a bonus one, is actually the programming template that I use with clients. There is not a program written in there for you. I am hoping that you have a program already. If you don't, this is fucking invaluable. And to me, it's a non-negotiable in your training. You need to be following a program that's individualized for you and it's progressive and it's smart and it's systematic. And the reason I'm showing you this template that you can take away and use for your training is, let's go into it, tracking your data for training as well. Training data is just as important as the other stuff that we've gone through. So feel free to customize this a little bit. Obviously, you're going to be putting in your program. You're going to be changing your sets and your reps based on what your program says. And you've got the ability here to actually track your weights. So W means weights, R means reps, and seeing the total volume so that you can see the progression in your training over the weeks. Okay, so say you've done, let's just go with what this says, 3 by 10 to 12 weight. So say you did whatever exercises, we did 10 kilos and we did 10. We're just going to do that every day for this week. And then the next week you come in and you do 12.5 by 10. Oops. You can see at the end in these total value columns, that there is a progression. This is an, an amazing way to track your training progression. There's a video up the top here. Feel free to click on it. It's the one that I use with my clients about how to read your program. Um, but tracking your training data is invaluable as well. Do not fucking show up to the gym and just guess what weights you're doing. Stop writing this stuff down in the notes on your phone. Be systematic and intentional with the way that you track your training. Um, that way you can have a a more methodical way of analyzing what you're doing and whether it is working, having a look at when you're getting stuck on weights and what you need to be doing to push through, all that sort of stuff. Obviously, going through this is something that is part of my coaching as well. And if any of the things that I've said today sounds like something that you need in your life, absolutely shoot me a DM with the words coaching and we can have a look at setting up this coaching doc for real for you and just hit the ground running so that you can take the confusion out of tracking data and see how it's a super valuable piece in terms of increasing strength, uh, defining your physique, getting that shape you want, feeling confident in who you are and the journey that you're on and actually finally getting the results that you're looking for. So when we look at data, each individual piece is like a piece of the puzzle. But when we put it all together, we can really see the bigger picture. So data is really, really important, guys. Go crazy with this. If you have any other questions about this coaching doc or my coaching services, feel free to shoot me a DM. I'd love to hear what you took away from this, what you're looking to implement. If you have any other questions, like go for gold, slide into my DMs. Um, and until next time, guys, have fun. <laughs> Thanks for joining me on Fit Chit Chat. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single drop. And I seriously encourage you to slide into my DMs on Instagram by searching underscore Coach Danica or fitchitchat.podcast. And let me know what part hit home for you. So until next week, bye.